Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's podcast. This episode is part two of my conversation with the beautiful Yvette who owns Makeup Cartel. Yvette is the founder and owner of Pony Cosmetics, Esme Skin Minerals and Lip Heroes. She's really, really generous with her knowledge and time in sharing her experience in building these three amazing brands and also blending them with mum life. If you've not yet listened to part one of my conversation with Yvette, jump back and listen to that one first and then enjoy part two. In this conversation with Yvette, we speak about building Esme, Lip Heroes, Mum Life and get to know Yvette a little bit more. As always, it would mean the absolute world to me if you take a screenshot right now and post today's episode onto your own Instagram stories and be sure to tag me at Kylie Camps. I hope you love this episode. Yvette, let's dive into talking a little bit about how you then went from Pony to recreating the success that you had with Pony, but moving into the skincare space at first with Esme. Mm -hmm. How did you... How did you start Esme? Well, I think uh, it stems back to just my love of women. Uh, I just genuinely love people and I love women, you know, having been surrounded by, you know, sisters and mother and six sausage dog girls and, uh, you know, female mice and chickens and all that sort of things growing <laughs> all the up. Women. Yeah, all the women, (laughs) Um, you know, and I I just, I love empowering them. Um, I just think that it doesn't happen enough. Um, Loved working in beauty therapy because you could take something that people are unsatisfied with uh, and create something that they love. Um, And then I think where Esme was born is in clinic when I was working with sort of the more advanced treatment, I found my real love and it was skin. Um, And I just loved that we could achieve uh, really life-changing results with people with sort of more severe skin problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I did find uh, was that they were often putting a really bad makeup on their skin that was really 
cakey and um, just very bad for the skin uh, to cover up all of their, you know, things they felt um, felt vulnerable about. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of putting us back into treatment. So I thought that um, I wanted to create a skincare makeup. So basically it's almost like putting skincare on your skin, but it's not uh, like covering it necessarily. Um even though it was giving fantastic coverage, but makeup that kind of acts like skincare on your face. Um, and then obviously the love of beautiful ingredients that I was exposed to in the development of the foundation also led me to the development of the skincare side of our brand, like the skin treats and the masks and the cleanser and things like that. Um, and for me, I really hate the idea that there are women out there that don't feel good about themselves. Uh, it really bothers me. <laughs> um, I think that's just... Skin is just... It's- Skin is such a big concern for so many women. Mm. And I will say I've been fortunate enough that I've not experienced acne scars and things like that, but I've had close girlfriends who have. And it really, really has plagued their confidence because it's, it's there. It's right on your face. Exactly. And I actually suffered with acne when I was younger. So I think that's why I sympathize uh, and empathize actually so much with people who suffer um, as well. Um, And it gives me such a kick uh, when I'm able to help uh, a few people uh, Mm. on a larger scale, I think is, is the, the reason why I thought Esme would be a good idea uh, because I do love helping people. And this way, you know, you can help more people all at once. Absolutely. And so did you begin with the foundation and makeup side of things first? Yeah, so we started with the uh, liquid foundation. That was the first product that we did. It probably took around about 16 months to get it perfect, um, you know, to give that full coverage without it feeling like it's caking on your skin and it not making you break out. Uh, It being vegan and mineral and Australian made as well, you know, also adds extra elements of difficulty Um, and also finding a chemist to be um, happy with a hundred revisions of products and not give up, Uh, you know, that was a challenge. But then I think once we got it right, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I can imagine with those revisions and those challenges and just actually creating a physical product, particularly with foundation, because like you said, you have to nail so many different elements. It's the ingredients, it's the coverage, it's the tone, the colors, everything. Mm -hmm. Did you have any disasters? along the way oh yes I've had my fair share of disasters with all of the products I mean you think you've seen it all and then something else surprises you uh, across all the brands um with pony that brow magic box was a challenge um the uh even the unicorn boxes massive challenge <laughs> would you um, say that the biggest challenges have been more the packaging and logistics side of things or the actual creation of the product probably a, a good mix of the two uh with formulating uh the duos for example uh that was about 216 revisions of formulation um because we just couldn't get the liquid uh, the water to separate from the oil after you shook it uh, and then we found that it was gradually mixing and changing colour and going um, high, uh, cloudy. Uh, so that was a challenge. Um, 
That is yeah. a lot of revisions. So many surprises. <laughs> I mean, we still haven't seen them all, I'm sure. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Good to know. And so where did the name Esme come from? Esme is actually a collection of names, first names. I suspected um, that it may be. <laughs> yeah, so Yvette, Sunette, which is my second name and my favourite auntie's name, uh, Max, which is my son, and Isabel, which is my daughter. Beautiful, has so much meaning to it. And again, similar to Pony, it just rolls off the tongue and it's easy to remember. Yes, yes. Again, I wanted to create something that wasn't anything, like it wasn't um, a long-winded name. It was just nice and short and sweet. And simple. And so I really, really loved a little while ago I had the chance to come and meet with you at your headquarters there and I had a bit of a warehouse tour and I was just in awe. I was just stood there thinking, oh my gosh, all of this, like you have created all of this, including all of these roles that you've had to fill. Like you have staff. So how do you find managing staff? Like, does that come easily for you or, you know, is it something that you've had to really work at? Um, I think I've kind of always been a leader. Um, but in saying that, when you meet someone for the first time and you're planning on spending a lot of time together, um, you know, okay, if you're going to be working together, um, we always have, uh, I always have a question that I ask myself when I interview someone, and that is, would I allow this person around my children? And if the answer is yes, then, okay, you know, we've, we've got a pretty good, um, you know, there's a pretty good thing going. If it's no, it's a definite no. So um, I also really believe in a mutual respect for each other. So uh, I like to create a space where uh, the people that w work with me um, don't feel like they don't have to, like they have to pretend they don't have uh, a, a personal life or a family is another big thing for me. Obviously, I have my own children as well. I understand the ups and downs that you can face with kids um, and whatnot. So I wanted to create a place where they could come where if they're going to be spending a lot of time there, that it was going to feel like a home away from home. Uh, and it's been really great to be able to provide some flexibility for especially the people who have families uh, or, you know, especially mums, uh, to be able to work from home a couple of times a week so they can go and collect their child from school they can do homework together, they can, you know, do all those little bits and pieces. And I think the, they've really enjoyed that flexibility and that's kind of one of the best things about working at Makeup Cartel is that, you know, it's kind of where your life and your work meets, uh, which is important for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a nice feeling that when you can see people settle into roles that they can really grow in and thrive in and they appreciate that flexibility. I think that that's mm. so special. Yes, I mean, I also, you know, you, we always say, like, you don't take the piss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're caught taking the piss, you're going to get pulled up. So, you know, there is yeah. still that, you know, you're being trusted here with this uh, flexibility that we're giving you. And no one has given me a reason ever to uh, question, uh, you know, what they're doing um, because their work is so wonderful. Yeah, wow, that's really, really special. And I think, too, um, when you do work closely with women and you develop that connection where you can speak freely, and if you can say things like, 
as a company, we don't take the piss. It really, really helps. I think so. I think so. I think, you know, we're all just normal humans in the end of the day. And that's important to remember. Uh, I remind myself all the time when, uh, you know, I get fancy emails from people and I try and be fancy back in the email. <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, this is not who I am. I'm just a normal person. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to crack a joke. Uh, you know, you're going to have to bring your sense of humor with you. Um, and, you know, you just we're all just doing our best in the end of the day. Uh, and we're all just humans trying to live Absolutely. a good life while we're here. Definitely. And so we've referenced Lip Heroes a few times, particularly in the first episode. Lip Heroes is, is the newest addition to the makeup cartel family. And you mentioned that it's still kind of, I guess, in its infancy with, is it more products being added? Yeah. So the, uh, the goal with uh, Lip Heroes is to have a lip brand. So if you have a lip need, you come to Lip Heroes for lip balm, lip gloss, uh, lip stain, uh, you know, lip scrub, all of those Everything. things. So, yeah. yeah, so that's definitely uh, still got a bit of work to do. Yeah, right. And all of the products are so beautiful. I was fortunate enough to receive the range when you first launched, and those colours are incredible. They have Thank beautiful you. longevity. Like, I love them. They're great. And we also spoke about your super clear branding. With all three brands, how are you currently maximizing social media coverage? So uh, Esme definitely pulls most of the resources. Um, it is the strongest performing brand for us at the moment uh, in direct to customer. Uh, with Pony, it is a strong uh, salon brand uh, or wholesale brand. So, you know, it definitely pulls a lot more that way. Um, so we do ads, Facebook ads, content, I think is number one as well. Uh, we really enjoy creating a lot of different, um, content for people to enjoy. So, you know, making sure that it's always educational and making sure that people will always benefit from visiting us on our social media. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can show them a thing or two, uh, that they didn't know before. Um, and hopefully they feel, feel inspired also when they come there. Absolutely. And I've also seen you getting on and doing lives and sharing your products and stories and things like that. Did that, was that, I mean, again, I'm, I'm going to say that I know because it's your brand and you're so passionate in it that you would feel a pull to do that. But was there any resistance for you surrounding putting your face out there when it comes to your products? Well, you know me, like, you know, I don't like to be in the spotlight yes. at all I ever. Know, and that's why when I saw you <laughs> pop up, I was like, yes, like, that's on there, she's doing it. <laughs> to be honest, I think when this whole crisis virus hit us, it was a way for me as well um, to kind of process and also cope with it. Um, and I, I just really cared about our customers and I just cared about making sure that we they wanted, you know, they were aware that we are, thinking of them and, you know, we are here and uh, we're in this together and all that sort of thing. So for me at that point, if you had asked me two months ago if I was going to be doing stories and making cocktails in my kitchen uh, <laughs> on a Sunday, then I would have told you that you are crazy. But, you know, I felt like it was the right thing to do for me and for the brand at the time. And I think our customers also enjoyed that little distraction and it wasn't hard. It wasn't a hard decision to make at all. 
Oh, I love that. And you mentioned your customers, and that was where I wanted to lead into next of it because customer care is so clearly important to you and your brand. It is the one thing, like time after time after time, anytime I share an Esme product, I am inundated with messages from women saying, oh my gosh, Esme are the nicest company. You know, they've just spent all this time talking to me about what would be best for my skincare and there was no pressure to buy and they just are always singing your praises. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's special and it's really inspiring as someone who owns a business as well to see another company doing that so well. It really is a bit of a North Star for me personally. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And so it's super clear that it's important to you but why? Like, has it been something that from the very beginning you were like, if we're doing this, we are all about the customer or has it been more of an evolution? No, I think it's from the beginning. Um, you know, anyone that works with us will tell you that it is exceptional customer service at all times. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I just like to think of myself. I like to put myself in people's shoes. Uh you know, if you go and visit a store and you just get told no, you know, how we, how would you feel? So, you know, when we deal with our customers, we, it's very important for me that we treat them as we would treat our best friend, our mother, ourselves, um, or how we expect to be treated. And I think a lot of businesses get wrong because they just focus on their success instead of focusing on how they can create value for their customers. Because essentially, you know, your customer is your business, not the other way around. Um, you know, so we're always thinking about how we can improve their experience. How can we improve our products? How can we ship their products faster? How can we make it better and more fun for them, you know, to shop with us? How can we help them more? Um, and just building that value proposition where, you know, every time you interact with a customer, they leave with some sort of value, um, that they've received from you, regardless of whether that was via chat, by email, just by watching a video or, you know, uh, whatever, it, whatever it is, um, they're walking away feeling uh, a good feeling uh, mm -hmm. to your brand. Um, and I think that that changes them a bit from just being customers to being fans and being proponents and believers of the brand. Yes, it's true. And, you know, we have... Um, like we don't just we don't just create our products to sell to our customer, uh, and you know say all the best with that. You know we hope it works. Uh, we have a very high customer retention retention percentage, and I believe it is because we genuinely want to walk that journey with our customers. Um, I genuinely do care, and I think that's probably an extension of who I am as a person and how I used to operate with my clients directly is I used to say, if you are struggling to put your brows on, you just come right back and I will go through it with you again. You know, you're not in this alone. Don't I don't want you to put it in the cupboard and forget about it. I want you to use it. If you don't know how to use it, you come back and see me and we'll go through it again. Um, you know, so it's always it's not just about the product. It's about, you know, the product is only such a small link in the chain of uh, of dealing with Esme. And I think um, it is all about creating that relationship almost where they feel comfortable to share those vulnerabilities with you and know that you are going to be there when they reach out if they need you for something. Absolutely. And I think that empathy and connection and care is such a superpower of yours 
And just sticking with that similar vein, thinking about being someone who is compassionate and caring, and I do believe it's a superpower, but does it ever drain you? Do you find it hard to switch off and protect your own energy at all? Or does it replenish you? I get I get such a kick out of it, to be honest. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's what I'm, it's I'm, it's I'm actually my fuel, I think. <laughs> yeah, well that's, and that's why I asked the question because I'm sit, sat here thinking, I know for some people that would be quite energetically taxing, but for you it really sounds like it's more of a pull rather than a push, like you're so drawn to that naturally. To so be honest, when, we first, uh, when I first started Pony and the first person that said they didn't like brown magic, I'll never forget them. Um, it was such a heartbreak moment for me. But mm. then I read somewhere on a meme that uh, you could be the brightest, sweetest peach, but someone will always, there will always be someone that doesn't like peaches. Yeah. And that just changed my life forever. So yeah. now even if we deal with a customer in any of the brands that didn't enjoy the experience with uh, the product per se, uh, you know, that's only a very small link in the chain of value and the chain of the relationship we have with that customer. Uh, you know, we, we obviously rectify it with them and then, you know, we turn them, we, we always turn them around where they go, you know what, like even though this product wasn't for me, I would still recommend you to my friends because you just, you just dealt with it so well and, um, you know, it's, it's okay. It's not going to work for everybody and it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that is okay as well. So um, I think also being able to give exceptional customer service on a staff front, it makes their life a lot easier because if you're in customer service, you're constantly dealing with problems. Where's my order? You know, yeah. this arrived wrong. You know, I'm really disappointed with this and that. Um, you know, so them being able to give exceptional service, they also so enjoy empowering that. empowering your staff to have that freedom to turn it around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, exceptional customer service always. Um, and there's always going to be a few that you just cannot turn around, but that is of also course. okay. So, yes. you know, you, you did your best and um, I think that really helps them with their job. You know, it would be hard if you had to just say no too bad to people. Uh, yeah, that, I wouldn't want to do that to them. And it's also interconnected, I imagine, too, because just you allowing your staff to be empowered and that freedom to take ownership of their customer and turn that experience around for them, that in turn then makes your staff member feel so fulfilled and so happy at work, which, again, it leads back to then that they are going to appreciate the workspace and be so less likely to, in your words, take the piss. Like it's all <laughs> all connected and it's so important. My words. <laughs> the Aussie yeah, words. <laughs> I, I love. I'm all Aussie about it. <laughs> Brilliant. And so just shifting gears slightly, I'd love to touch on mum life before we let you actually get back to your mum life because I know you have kids to collect. You have a young family, and I know this is the million-dollar question, and I even was like, oh, do I want to include this because I don't think that men get asked this, but how do you blend motherhood and your career growth? Um, I think they've always kind of been connected. For me, it's important for my daughter and my son to see a good work ethic. Um, it's something that they might not understand right now, but they will understand when they're bigger and when it really matters, it will, mm. it will come out. It will be part out. of their fabric, yeah. Yes, and I mean, we went to um, Isabel's before COVID. We went to, late last year, we went um, to her little assembly and they had to say what they were thankful for. 
and uh, we didn't know what they were going to say. And she said, I am thankful that my mummy works so hard so that I can have lovely things. Mm. And, you know, and I love when my mummy tickles my back on the couch. Like it's just, she's just connected the two things you know, she still feels loved and she still feels appreciated, but she also still sees that I have to work. And she does ask me sometimes, you know, at nighttime after she goes to bed, you know, why do you have to work? Why do you always have to work? Um, and I said, you know, because I love working and, um, you know, I can pay for your school and, you know, things like that. So, um, and give you opportunities as well is another thing I like to remind her of. Um, but I think it's, it's fine. It's, it's all good. Yeah, and it is. It's such a gift for our children as well, like for your daughter and your son as well, to see you taking that bold, inspired action. It will certainly be part of their fabric and it's, it will be their normal. Well, I also would say that obviously that is my that's the way I am. I've always been a worker and I always will be a worker and that is just how I get by, how I fulfil myself, how I feel myself up you know there are other people that really enjoy being a mum and that is also hats off to those people as well because it's that is awareness isn't it, it absolutely awareness of what fills you up totally and I mean there's it's not to say that if you're not working you know your kids are going to think you're lazy um because it's just all about doing the best for you so that you can be the best parent for your children in the end of the day Mm, so true and so when you do have tough moments or if mum guilt ever rears its head or anything like that or just hard days how do you personally move through those um a bit of positive self-talk because uh, I mean often what happens when there's no one above you is you're left with yourself and kind of talking to yourself a lot of the time You've like a crazy person best friend. Yeah. out loud <laughs> Um, you know, I've told myself to stop being such a little, you know, yeah. before, um, I'm like, you just stop it, stop being, stop, stop this behavior. Um, mm-hmm. you know, d- don't think that I haven't sat in the shower and cried before. Um, but I think that these things are also important to feel because you feel so much better when you're done. Um, you can't be positive all the time, unfortunately. And there are definitely days where I am a little bit, you know, less positive than usual. Um, but Josh usually will give me a bit of a pep talk. And if he's not available, uh, then I'll just give myself a pep talk and tell myself to get over myself and um, have a good sleep that night and feel better the next day. And it's always when I'm tired anyway that I feel these things creeping up on me. Um, so I just try and have a good night's sleep and usually the problem is not so bad in the morning. Absolutely. And I speak with Dr. Libby Quinn quite a bit and she calls it accessing your wise adult mind when you can pull yourself out of that emotion just for a hot minute and say, okay, what do I actually need? And it sounds like you just have such great self-awareness of going, okay, right now you need a good sleep or right now you need to have that big shower cry right now. It's not the time to have the shower, <laughs> the right? Cry. The to, yeah, the ugly cry. Yeah. Or maybe the time to pull up, you know, your big girl boots and get on with it. So yeah. self-awareness is king. And, you know, I, I try and admit this, the thing that I sort of gets me through a lot of times when I'm feeling this way is uh, just reminding myself that we're all human mm. and, 
you might think that this person is smarter than you or better than you or, you know, shinier than you. Uh, they have their own things as well, you know. Yeah, they have their own things that keep them up at night. So you just need to do the best that you can do for yourself at that time, um, you know, that makes you the best person you can be. Absolutely. And if you could offer one final piece of advice to anyone out there who's listening along and perhaps they have a calling, you know, a desire to create either a product or a brand, what would your one piece of advice be if you could speak directly to them? Um, I think to make sure that you are very passionate about what you decide to do because the reality is it's all fun and games for the first year or so and then, you know, reality does kick in. Um, you have to get used to being out of your comfort zone a lot. Uh, but know that when you do feel uncomfortable, you are growing. Uh, you're going to be stronger when you're finished. Um, and I guess, you know, like the coronavirus we said earlier, uh, you just don't know what you're capable of in the end of the day. Um, and if I can also add just to make sure that whatever you decide to do, that you're creating value in people's lives. Um, you know, if you want the success, make sure that first and foremost, you're creating value somehow. Um, and yeah, expect to cry in the shower every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Honestly, you have been such a pleasure to speak with. And I think that, well, not I think, I'm very, very confident that people listening along will have taken so many things from everything that you have managed to share with us during these two podcast chats. So before I let you go and pick up the kids, could we end with a quick rapid fire round of questions? Just a little more get to know Yvette as a person and then okay. I will totally <laughs> let you be. Okay. All right. Let's okay. see. Nothing hard and heavy. So the okay. first one is, what is your go-to cafe order? Uh, I like a cappuccino. So good. What is your favourite place to eat on the Gold Coast or your favourite kind of cuisine? Ooh, I like all food. Uh, it used to be Hellenica before they shut, and I think now it has to be ooh, Etsu. Oh, the and Japanese, it's a Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard really good things about that. And what would you say is your worst habit? Ooh, picking my nails. Picking your nails. Okay, I wasn't sure where that but one was going to go. Biting my nails. <laughs> Biting your nails, yeah. <laughs> and what is your best habit? Uh, I'm pretty happy-go-lucky, positive person. Yeah, you do have a really positive disposition. It always shines through every time I get a chance to see you. Do you have a must-read book that you could share with our community? Um, ooh. Or a favourite book? You know, the best book I ever read was a sleep help book. Oh, truly. Really? <laughs> yes. I believe I that. It saved my life. So, um, yes. It's, it was a long time. Sleep I don't really read life. books very much, unfortunately. No, that's all good. Do you have a favourite quote? Yes, I have a few. Um, but uh, one that's jumping out at me now is, uh, it's only impossible until it is done. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. What would you say is the very best part of being a mum? Your children's smiles. Yeah, so cool. And last but not least, this question I've been asking pretty much every guest, 
And it is, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you do just purely for joy and play and fun for you? I mix cocktails and drink them. Yes, queen. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's so good. And where can our community connect with you, Yvette? Where should we send people who want to know more about you or more about your brand? Um, you can contact us almost anywhere. Uh, you can email our hello at makeupcartel.com.au. You can uh, contact us via direct message on our Instagram channels, Esme Skin Minerals, Pony Cosmetics and Lip Heroes. Uh, you can put a contact form into the website if you like. Uh, you can call us on 1300 uh, if you want. Um, yeah, lots of different ways. Brilliant. We'll make sure we pop all of the social media handles and websites into the show notes as well, because I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will want to jump over and have a chat to your customer service team, particularly with Esme. I know that your staff are so, so helpful with all sorts of skin concerns and the range of products that you have are exceptional. They're the only skincare I use. So from one Esme devotee to the owner Thank you for creating the range and thank you again for your time and your generosity in sharing your knowledge. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.